football on off the ball. He hasn't failed his way. Most people who've worked with him would say that. He'll have a counter-argument that in time, and I'm sure, I know he wouldn't be happy about me making that comment, but I don't think he's failed Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Monday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. We'll start with news from the Ireland squad. Nathan Collins will miss tomorrow night's friendly against New Zealand at the Uviva Stadium. The Brentford defender suffered ankle ligament damage towards the end of Saturday's 1-0 loss to the Netherlands. Manager Stephen Kenny says everyone else is available, including Evan Ferguson. He came off early in the second half in Amsterdam with a tight hamstring. Tomorrow we'll see James McLean play his last game for the boys in green and Stephen Kenny confirmed at his pre-match press conference earlier on McLean will start the game and he also remembers when it all started for McLean at Derry City. I had the pleasure of giving James' debut when he when he was a young player at Derry City. He was, uh, you know, had tremendous determination and he went on to to, uh, to play for Sunderland and and the variety of clubs that he played for. And he had huge, huge uh, fortitude and mental strength and the ability to, great levels of skill as a left winger, great levels of skill, very, very, uh, very direct and High, like a high number of assists and goals for a winger and always worked tirelessly for the team then had to adapt in his career as some people then they fade away from you know fade away from top level football because age catches up but then he adapted and became a left back or a left wing back and you have to the, adapt, the ability to adapt is um, was terrific really and it showed his quality in that regard and uh he deserves huge credit for the career he's had. Look, 103 caps is, is something special. So as you heard there, McLean will earn his 103rd and last cap at the Aviva tomorrow night. He says wearing the green jersey has always meant so much to him. The Ireland jersey, along with their, their city jersey, you know, it's a jersey that means more to me than anything else ever will. Uh, and tomorrow night, for the last time, you know, I'll, I'll pull it on and... You know, when I say when I, when I say that out loud, it's obviously you know it's a bit uh, it's a bit sad that that's going to be the case. But look, tomorrow night when I pull it on, I'll do what I've done 102 times before, and I'll try and uh, do it with as much pride and as much justice uh, as possible. Because there's, like I said, there's no there's no more special feeling than pulling on the the green jersey and representing your country. It also looks like it's set to be the last time Stephen Kenny will be in the dugout as Ireland manager unless the FAI surprises us all by giving him a new contract. His future came up at the press conference. Obviously, the decision has been made next week, you know, like, whatever. But if it is my last game, so be it. Like, I, you know, I, I wish, if there, if there is a new manager to follow me in that regard, I wish him well. And I think uh, if, uh, you know, if that, if that is the case, and, and they make that decision. I don't know what decision will be made. But regardless of what decision is made, and if there is um, a new manager to come in after me, um, I, I will absolutely wish him well and wish the team well moving forward. And I'll always support Ireland. So from that point of view, that's, that's the way I view it. Something else that came out of the press conference as well was Stephen Kenny calling for some perspective from his critics. Ireland won home and away to Gibraltar. They lost the other six games, home and away to France, Netherlands and Greece. He said it wasn't like we lost 4-1 to Wales or got hammered in Cyprus or Macedonia the other night. He was referencing defeats under previous managers Martin O'Neill, Steve Staunton and Mick McCarthy. 
Athlone Town lifted the Women's FAI Cup for the first time yesterday. Ciarán Kildupside beat Shelburne on penalties at Tallis Stadium. It was a repeat of last year's final, which Shells won 2-0. Yesterday, it finished 4-3 in the penalty shootout. One all after 90 minutes, two all after extra time. Athlone also beat Galway United and P-Mount on penalties en route to the final. Kilduff says anyone that steps up to take a spot kick deserves great credit. We spent a lot of time this week on penalties because our previous rounds had went to penalties. So... You know, you've got to be prepared for everything and we were and even if you miss to have the bottle to stand up and um, and take a penalty under that pressure and, and just do your best, um, you've got to give credit to both teams. Athlone captain Laurie Ryan is hoping their cup win is a stepping stone for more success with the club and she says it's a day she'll never forget. This is just my third season with Athlone so to get to lift that trophy is an absolute honour and to, for the faith that they've had in me to make me captain of the club, I'm forever grateful and I really appreciate the role that they've given me and I just want to try to do my best for them and for everyone and I think it's, it's a really special thing to get to lift a major trophy and something I'll never forget anyway. The loss for Shelburne meant no perfect send-off for manager Noel King. He signs off for two league titles and an FAI Cup. Last season they did the double and he says it's been a great three years. Two wins in, in Europe, uh, spectacular time, spectacular three years and uh, we have won a league, we won the Cup, so what more can you do? And I think we've had a good time, good healthy atmosphere in the dressing room and that's very important. Another busy night of Euro 2024 qualifiers ahead. Northern Ireland who are second from bottom in Group H hosts Denmark at Windsor Park. The Danes have already qualified. Slovenia and Kazakhstan meet for the right to finish second in that group. That game in Windsor Park kicks off at 7.45. At the same time, already qualified England are away to North Macedonia in Group C. Italy will qualify as runners-up if they avoid defeat to Ukraine, but Ukraine can finish second if they pick up all three points. Like Kazakhstan, Moldova could qualify for the first time if they beat the Czech Republic. West Ham defender Vladimir Sofal and two other players have been sent home from the Czech camp. It follows reports the players were pictured in a nightclub over the weekend. Last night, Scotland ended their egg. Last night, Scotland ended their Group A campaign with a three-all draw at home to Norway. Steve Clark's men came from behind twice before Stuart Armstrong put them ahead just before the hour mark. But Norway substitute Mohamed El Yanoussi levelled things up four minutes from time. The Group A winner Spain beat Georgia 3-1 in Valladolid, but Barcelona midfielder Gavi suffered a serious knee injury and it's been confirmed by Barca today. The 19-year-old tore his anterior cruciate ligament in his right knee, which means he's out for the rest of the season and he will also miss the European Championships in Germany next summer. Romelu Lukaku scored four times in 20 minutes in the first half as Belgium hammered 10-man Azerbaijan 5-0. The 30-year-old completed his hat-trick by the half-hour mark. He got his fourth after 37 minutes and was then taken off at half-time. Arsenal's Leandro Trossard completed the scoring late on. Serbia qualified for the Euros with a two-all draw against Bulgaria in Group G. Group winners Hungary beat Montenegro 3-1. Liverpool midfielder Dominic Sabaslai scored two goals. Serbia only needed a point or for Montenegro not to beat Hungary to secure their place at the Euros. Portugal ended their campaign with a 10th straight win. Goals from Bruno Fernandes and Ricardo Horta gave them a 2-0 win over Iceland. France are the only other side that could finish qualifying with a 100% record, provided they win against Greece tomorrow night. Group J runners-up Slovakia enjoyed a 2-1 win over 10-man Bosnia-Herzegovina, who will join Luxembourg in the playoffs. Arsenal cut Chelsea's lead in the Women's Super League back to three points with a 3-0 win away to Brighton. Beth Mead made her first start for Arsenal in a year 
after suffering a serious knee injury 12 months ago. Manager Jonas Edabal says he was pleased to see the England forward alongside her international teammate Alessia Russo. Like with any relationship, they also need time to work on that and uh, we're going to continue to nurture our different relationships for that because we're not only going to play 1-11 the, the whole season, we, we have a competitive squad. Manchester City moves up to third place at the expense of Manchester United thanks to a 3-1 win in the derby at Old Trafford. Rachel Daly scored an injury time to give Aston Villa a 3-2 win over West Ham. Tottenham are held one all by Leicester. Bristol City say bottom despite earning a point in a 2-all draw with Everton. Nicolene Sorensen will leave Everton and retire next month. She's told the club she no longer enjoys playing football. The Denmark forward who played at the World Cup in the summer has decided to pursue other interests. A 26-year-old only signed the new one-year deal with Everton back in July. And European football clubs saw a near 30% rise in injury-related costs following last year's Winter World Cup in Qatar. A report from a London-based insurance company shows Europe's top five leagues spent nearly €650 million on sideline players. Premier League was worst hit, with Germany's Bundesliga also severely impacted. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.